Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Jersey Grown Podcast. We have episode 10 ready for you. And it is all about the independent production called Nice to Meet Me. I did do a segment about this a while back, talking about the story itself and how amazing it is. But this time around, like I promised, I sat down with the writers, the producers, the director, and one of the stars of the film, to discuss what it's about, where they're at in the process, and how you can help be a part of it and help make this film come to life. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. The Jersey Grown podcast is starting right meow. You will, by executive, by order, executive order, declare the Taylor ham, egg, and cheese is, is the, the official breakfast sandwich of the state of New Jersey, and I would say this. Yeah, boy, Jersey local 404. I'm from Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey. Well, if you're from Jersey, you're from Jersey. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Now we're Newark of all places. You know we're going to get shot. What's really funny is, the fucking bank job away in Sea Caucus, I'm in the middle of the fucking weeds, laying down. Yeah, right. Jersey represent... What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Marcos with the Jersey Grown Podcast, and we are here in lovely West New York. Um, and if you could see this view, you'd be amazed. This is where we were born and raised. However, we are here to do something that I've actually been discussing for about almost like a month or more. And I did a little segment about it discussing a film called Nice to Meet Me. And I told you I was going to bring those involved with this project onto the podcast and today's that day ladies and gentlemen so without further ado i will introduce you to the creative minds behind this wonderful wonderful film and we're going to start with the man himself ladies and gentlemen start with the ladies nope (laughs) okay i am louis salazar i am the uh, writer director producer for nice to meet me i am alina solar and i am the co-writer of the script Hi, I'm Yanni Maring. I'm one of the producers, and I am also playing Riley. Enter fake audience noise. (laughs) So I developed a couple of questions here. Well, more than a couple, more like 20 questions, Um, but they're going to be spread out for everybody. Um, So we're going to jump right in it. So the first question. Please. Well, actually, no, wait, we did that one already. So check. check. Um, So how... Do you all know each other? Uh, so I, who did I meet first? You or Nalina? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, we used to dance together. We did. We at Oneida's dance yes. studio. We dated somebody who went to Oneida's. Uh, and okay. Yeah. So that that's right, right in it. Right. right. No. Yeah. There is. There Are we is. going there? Are we going to go there? Let's not talk about her. No idea. No, I, I I I met her. I met you first, and then I met you, mm-hmm. because I went on to a couple of Sweet Fifteens. So you met Yanni first, remember? Yeah, I yeah, don't know I, who you're pointing to. I didn't to. know who you were first, so. <laughs> All right, should we make it clear that Louis and Alina are dating? So we're just making that clear. Yes. That's why there's a lot of pressure on Louis right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, am I getting red? I am. We just, we're podcast official now. <laughs> okay. Right, so, so pretty it much was a long time ago. So I years ago. like, yeah. Well, we've been dating for fifteen yes. years, but I've known you since 
I was 13. Yeah, so we've known so each other for a while. just last year, really. And we've known all of us. We've all known each other for about 15, 16 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know you guys were together that long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, yeah. So you kind of just could jot it down to Oneida somehow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess you could Like a lot of people in our lives. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. is basically everybody that I've known over, over here. Pretty much. Yeah, She's... basically. <laughs> She's quite the network. Yeah. Who, wants, who wants to explain what Oneida is? Oneida. <laughs> Oneida's dance studio is... Um, the first Latina dance studio of New Jersey, I believe, really? and has been in our area since, I think, 1966. Oh, wow. So she just celebrated her 50th anniversary um, last year or the year before, um, and it's kind of a place where, I mean, I basically grew up uh, going every single day after school. Um, that's where I literally met all my lifelong best friends um she was like a second mother to me um and I just feel like I met a lot of people who are still in my life because I was a part of that studio dancing yeah wow the more you know I had no idea that she was around for that long oh yeah like I remember just going with Eddie yeah we're good I remember going with Eddie and waiting outside for the girls to yeah, come out. Oh, yeah. 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 That was like the spot. If you were a Cuban dude growing up in Hudson County, you know that you would have to pass by there at some point, <laughs> some type of recital. That's where all the cute girls were. It was true. Very, very true. <laughs> all right. So our audience, let's give them an idea of what the film is about. I don't know which one wants to, who wants I to take that. Take Me? Yeah. Oh. Oh my oh. God. Oh, the what honor. What happened? <laughs> okay, so nice to meet me is a. I wasn't prepared to. I thought you were gonna do stick. <laughs> All right. So nice to meet me. Nice to meet me is. Um, it's a film in progress. It's an independent film. It is loosely based on Louis's life, um, but it tells the story of a. 30-something-year-old kind of boy band has been, and I say that because he used to be in a boy band in high school, and he kind of had, like, this these glory days, and ever since then, he's kind of struggled to find his path. Um, he still lives with his mom. He's highly dependent. Actually, they're kind of codependent on each other, but he's a mama's boy and um, can't keep a job. And just really, really struggling to find his place. Um, So we follow Louis' journey um, once his mother kind of... uh, Decides to leave him. Decides to leave him, yes. She's she's had enough. And um, she really just wants Louis to kind of come into his own and and, um, make make some decisions. Find himself, figure himself out. Um, and just so you know, I, I don't know if you have the question there, but this is based on things that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was bigger than what I had expected. Um, I didn't know. I just thought of it just writing a script about what I had gone through. I went through a lot of depression. I had a suicide attempt. And in my suicide attempt, uh, I had planned to just jump off the George Washington Bridge. On my way to, to the bridge, I'm walking and I got robbed at gunpoint where uh, the person said, give me the money or I'll kill you. And instead of me, you know, fighting him off, thinking, okay, if I can get shot, I'll die here, uh, I decided to just start crying, and I told him everything that I was feeling. Um, He dropped his gun, he started crying, and we hugged. 
I treated him to coffee. We basically just spoke about our depression and what we were going through all night. And we kind of went our separate ways after that. So after that had happened, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I, I was kind of stuck. I didn't know if I wanted to, to write this, but I decided to say, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just, um, tell this as a story in a film. And a couple of weeks later, I have a script and boom, here we are today. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it incorporates, you know, true life stories, but we've, yeah. we've kind of blended it into a couple of things to cover. We definitely wanted to, you know, since Louis has suffered from mental illness, you know, definitely bring, incorporate that into the script. Um, Louis has a musical background as well. He was in a boy band. In high school, he was a bunch. He was a, oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yes, a bunch. He had red, red pants. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of pelvic thrusts. <laughs> a lot, a lot of really just awesomely bad dance moves. Yeah. So we're incorporating that, and Louis has um, a great love of music. So, um, if you want to talk about the band that's in the movie, yeah. So uh, a couple weeks after what had happened. Uh, she takes me out to a uh, carnival here in Hudson County at the 80th Street Park, J- the James Braddock Park. Uh, so I. It's like, what, what park is he talking We're about? We're in a safe place. You, you could drop <laughs> yes. it. So, so we go, we go to this, we go to this carnival, and um, she takes me out. She's like, "Come on out, let's go. You know, you'll feel better." I'm like, "All right, fucking, I'll go." So we go out, and. We're about to leave. As we're about to leave, these little young kids, I almost call them little kids, but they're these young kids go on stage and they just start playing. And I look at her and she's she's like, they're really good. I'm like, yeah, they're really fucking good. (laughs) So we're listening to them. And I I think that's where that's where it hit me, where I was like, I gotta write a script about music again. I gotta write about what happened to me. I gotta do all this all together. I gotta put something here about my life. So I contacted them. I didn't think they were gonna get involved. And the minute I emailed them, they were like, Yeah, come to our studio, we're talking, we're gonna we'll play some music, we'll talk to you about music, and we'll talk to you about the movie. Ever since that moment happened, it just it was like a light bulb. And all right, I gotta write about my my suicide. I got to write about my life. Like my, basically I took everything that anyone can use against me and I put it in a script. And I said, well, come at me now. You know, like whatever, this is my life. And hopefully somebody out there, you know, can appreciate it and can kind of get what I went through to kind of get what they're going through and kind of understand it. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of that through messages personal messages of people just messaging me, telling me about their suicide attempts, telling me that they've been depressed and thank you so much for coming out. Even my own father like came out, you know, came at me and was like, look, you have balls for coming out and doing what you did. I can never talk about what I'm going through. So it was kind of cool to like see that in the person that I've been always trying to like impress. Mm -hmm. He finally came out to me and was looking up to me now. So I thought that was incredible. Um, yeah, I mean that's basically the movie, and in a nutshell. Wow. wow. You know what? I read the script just to let everybody know, and I fell in love with the story immediately. I told Louis like right away. Um, but with everything you just stated, wow! <laughs> like it just completely changed my whole mindset about the film itself. I was like, I don't know what parts are real. I don't know what 
was kind of just created, but the parts, um, especially the being robbed at gunpoint, I thought that was one that was just created. So, wow. Okay. All right. That was more of an answer than I expected. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So, all right. So your writing process. Right. Um, you guys collaborated on this. So what was that process like for you as individuals and then also in a collaboration? I think, well, I first wrote the script. Mm-hmm. I wrote it and she, I would give her like ideas, like I would be like, hey, what do you think of this? And mm-hmm. what do you think of that? And she would give me the pointers. And eventually, I think like round four of rewrites or round three, I was like, come on board. You've got awesome ideas. Let's you know, work on this. Cause she's really good with the dialogue with me. We kind of go back and forth. Um, yeah. Do you want to, yeah. I mean, for me, I have never done written a script before I come, I study journalism. I've done a copywriting and a lot of different kinds of writing, but, um, not really creative writing in this sense. And so I noticed that, like, as he was writing, I got into it, and I was like, oh, well, you should change this here, or, like, what if you did this instead of that? And I felt I was getting really into it. And um, so for me, it was just kind of, it just kind of happened. I never pictured myself writing a script, um, but I knew that his story was just so compelling that, you know, I, I just wanted to be a part of it and make sure we could um, just, like, make it as good as it could be and make the characters feel authentic. Also, just, you know, he's a guy and there's a f- strong female lead. It was really important to me that um, the the female lead ha- felt authentic and, um, you know, wasn't just what guys think that girls say. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really important to me to make her a, a strong, relatable, um, counterpart to the, to the, um, to the Louis character, the lead. And she's a made up character. She is not me. Um, <laughs> she's, she is not me. She does um, sound like, she sounds sometimes. like me because That's, yes, I wrote yeah, I, the dialogue. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the things that she says are things that I have said, especially will say, have said, will say in the future. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so it's it's been a fun process because it's something that I never imagined that I would do and that I would be kind of good at and that I would enjoy. Um, and I think it's been fun to bring his story, well, bits and pieces of the true story and craft it and weave it in a way that it it's bigger than us, it's bigger than our story. Um, and it's been really fun. Yeah. Nice. It's a good way to bring a relationship together. Yeah. Have this to kind of focus I, on I, and work also, together with. I think like one of the hardest parts too is, um, you know, when I'm writing this, I kind of have to go back to the way how I thought. Mm. And when I'm doing these rewrites, I get into a dark state and with like my mind and it just, it really screws me up. So, you know, I'm trying to be as authentic as I can be with this character because this it's not a, you know, I'm not writing a, you know, a horror story or something that I really want to write. This is kind of like, you know, when people are like, oh, what are you working on? And I, and I got to explain it to them. And it's like, I'm remembering basically everything that I had gone through. So it's like, it, it's a, it's a tough process just for this screenplay alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope, I hope people really, really like it. 
I believe they will, man. I really do. As I keep on saying, I got a lot of faith in this. Now, we did not forget about you. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I'm going to ask them first, and then we're going to get to it. But when did you bring Yanni into the the equation here? Was that just always something that you had in mind for her as a part of Riley? Uh, Do you want to take it? I mean, I, yeah, yeah, sure. I can. Okay. Um, so, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I was actually living out in LA and I knew that Louie had been like working on a script. So I feel like we had been kind of like chatting about it. And then I was like, oh, you know, like send me the script. I would love to read it. Like, you know, just no idea if there was even going to be a character that I connected with. Like, I didn't really even know what the story was about. Um, he was, I think, a little bit hesitant to send it to me as well because he was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's ready. Like, you know, just questioning everything because, you know, as creatives, we we do. As I was telling Exactly. You it's like it's never done. It's never perfect. It's never great. And it's like, you know, you just you got to start somewhere and just keep going. So I read the script and I mean, first of all. It, I mean, I think it's amazing. Um, can we curse here? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, okay, great. Just because, I mean, I just curse like all the time. Um, so I thought it was fucking amazing. And just, um, I didn't know the story, um, but knowing Louie um, prior, um, I just like connected with it, um, the whole story, and obviously, especially Riley. Um, and I kind of was just like, you know, I, I told him I loved it. And then I was like, so what, what's next? Like, what are you guys doing? And he was like, actually, we kind of want to do a table read. And, you know, if you want, like, you could read for Riley. And I'm like, oh, I'm in L.A. And then he was like, well, we'll wait for you. And I'm like, no, you don't have to wait for me. I mean, this is great. If you're going to do it, just do it with somebody. But they did. So we they waited. I got back in, like, April of two thousand. Was that, what year was that? 17? 16? No, 16. No. 16. Yeah. 2016. Okay. Yeah. 2016. And we did the table read, and I, I mean, just hearing it out loud she was awesome. No, I mean, I just, like, oh, I just did. love this character so much, and I just connect with her on so many levels. And I've said this before. I mean, I don't think that I... I don't think it's because I feel like I'm like her. I just know that I have so many people like her in my life who, if it weren't for them, like, I wouldn't believe in myself. I wouldn't have all the success I've had in my career. Like, so, you know, I think that's where I see her, like, how I can be there for Louis as that character Mm -hmm. is, like, I can pull from all those people in my life who who are like, come on, Yanni, you can do this. I know you're passionate about it. Like, you got this. And, like, that's what I feel Riley is for him. Like, no bullshit. Like, you can't fucking quit. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, believe in yourself. Grow the fuck up. Like, you know, we can all have days where it's not cool and you don't want to get out of bed and there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like everyone is going to relate to that part of Louie whether they have been that deep into in depression where they've been thinking about suicide or not. Like, it's just part of humanity, I think. So I basically, I freaking loved her. And then we did the table read and Louis was like, 
yeah, cool. So, like, you're going to be Riley. I'm like, no, <laughs> come like, on. <laughs> really? And I was like, no, like, stop playing with me. Like, you know, just, like, sleep on it for, like, a few months. And he's like, no. no. And I was like, oh, God. Louie and I locked eyes yeah, during the, the table read. The minute read, she came on, in the, on into the script, like, her character was introduced. Reading. Him and I locked eyes, yeah. and I was like, okay. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Done. That was easy. And I looked at her, I was like... Oh my god! Like, yeah, I was like, that was exactly how I had her. You know, when I was when you write these characters, you hear I, like I hear voices, right? I, I mean, it sounds fucking crazy. But <laughs> I hear the voices of these characters, yeah. and the minute she reads it, I'm like, she is nailing every line the way I had heard it in my head. So I looked at her and I was like, "That's it." Yeah. Like she, I don't want to look around anymore. Yeah. Like that. That's that's Riley. Sold. Yeah. Because yeah. we, yeah. when we're writing in the process, like we read it back to each other to yeah. see, like you know, it's not it's mm-hmm. voices. It's you know the the different you know the cadence and and how you say things and the delivery. And then so when she started, she said things how exactly how I had pictured it when I wrote it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. That means a lot. I mean, it was like really not my intention to get the role because I didn't really consider it like, okay, let me nail this and like audition for this part. You know, like I was super just like happy to just kind of assist in the bringing her to life so yeah. that you guys could hear whether awesome. you liked her the way you had written her mm-hmm. or the way that I saw her or whatever my interpretation was so it was just really like humbling and i'm just really excited nice now when did you jump on as a producer was that uh, same day no or no last, last that was year, around this time yeah i came up to her and i asked her because i was seeing how involved she was getting into the to the you know we, i think we were shooting the trailer mm-hmm. and uh you know, I, I talked to somebody else about it, and I was like, I really want her on board with this. I think, and I told I told you too. I was like, mm-hmm. I think she she could really help us, help us big time. Mm-hmm. So I, um, we were in here, I think, and I was I was like, hey, let's. I want you to be the producer on this, and she was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make a movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's make movies. Yeah. All right, I mean, I love it. You guys are actually answering multiple questions at once, so that helps a lot. <laughs> Um, all right, so we know that you guys are pretty much just still in pre-production. So what has been the biggest hurdles thus far? I'm going to let, you know what? You're going first. Me? Here. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I mean, there have been a few. Um, I think for me, like, the biggest one has been trying to get some funding um, because it is such a great, story um I just like I'm like come on people you know (laughs) but um but you know I get the industry I've I've been in it for a while now and I know that you know we're, we're just starting off and it's it's really difficult for people who are strangers to just hand over some dough because it's a good story because at the end of the day like they don't know what what it's going to turn out like you know I mean we know it's going to be great but they don't so I think that for me that has been the hardest part um I love working in teams I work really well like collaborating and like delegating and having each person be in charge of something and like making stuff happen like that so that I feel like has been great I feel like we've 
been able to get a lot done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think has been the hardest part? I think it's the money. Yeah. I think it's really just like <laughs> kind of, you know, this is a fucking business within a business because you, you know, it's like, here's our movie and now we have to promote it every single day. You know, you got to think of social media, like, okay, how are we going to get someone to click on this GoFundMe page to get this amount? And we, we had a good, good run for mm -hmm. a little while with the GoFundMe. I mean, yeah. we, we're only like $1,200, I think, mm -hmm. left. So yeah. we were asking for 5000 The budget of the movie is like what we talked about, 10000 10000 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 to $12,000. Um, which is not that much. Which is insane. It's like, how do these people get 30, 40, 50, 100 yeah. million dollar projects going? But yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to keep working at it. And, and this is this is my school for right now. I didn't go to film school. You know, I just watched a ton of movies. I watch shitty films. I watch good films. And I learn from all of that because it's that's the best way for me to get what I want on film. And I take photographs on film, you know, when I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, I like this idea. And I take a photo and I go back to it and I look at it and I'm like, okay, can I use this for the movie? But that's directing stuff. Um, but the whole process of getting money for this movie is a pain in the ass. And it's, I love it at the same time because I'm learning as I go. And even if I'm failing today, I'm going to learn the next day because I'm not going to take what I did yesterday to what I'm going to do yeah. today. So it's just, you know, that's all it is. It's just being, you know, keep going, yep. just keep knocking on the next door, calling the next person, and hopefully you get something there. Yeah, it's like a sales job. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a sales yeah. job. And also, you know, like, we, the people who, who are on board and who are part of the project as crew and talent and all that stuff, like, you know, we value their time and their, and their talent and what they're going to bring to the film. So, you know, everyone wants to make money, you know, whether it's like a little bit, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I just think it's important that everyone who is giving, giving of their time to make this, you know, dream that we, the three of us have come true, um, gets something out of it as well. Cause it does take time. Like, you know, you can't just like leave your job for 12 days and just be, be good. You know, yeah. I mean, some people can, <laughs> But so I think that's what it is, too, because, I mean, if we could just get everyone who mm -hmm. who's already on board, who's really passionate about the project and literally is doing it for pennies. But we can't have like 20 people like that, you know, because mm -hmm. it's hard to find 20 of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that's mainly it. It's really just about like being able to feed people while we're on set and being able to pay for renting equipment and getting insurance. And, you know, it's not yeah. like... A lot. You know, one thing, like we, we were like, okay, yeah, we have enough for this. Yeah. And then we get we get a call saying, no, you got to contact this person. Now you got to pay for this. You got to get insurance for this. You got to yeah. call SAG for this. Yeah. So you're like, w w w what? Yeah. So, it's like, how do you just all get yeah. together and make yeah. a movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but we're, well, we're almost there. We're really, yes. really close. Oh. And, and uh, you know. So, like, if you're listening to this, feel free to go to GoFundMe. Uh, find Nice to Meet Me. Yeah. Throw us uh, some a chunk of change. He'll post it. He'll post it. Oh no! Yeah, there's going to be a definite shameless plug at the end of all this. You guys are going to say all no of that. Where to go? Exactly. No is too big. <laughs> They'll take it all, even if you want to donate food on the days that we yes. shoot. Yes. Boom! There you go. Which I might be able to help you with. Oh. All right. 
Um, all right. So that's the biggest hurdle. So what have you learned thus far? And let's say our audience members are looking to make their own film. What piece of advice to start off with will you give these people? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, first off, I'm like really red, right? You are. I'm like so red. I get so passionate. Podcast audience, his face is really red. I get very passionate. Um, I have one if you want me to start. I had one written in my phone, and I wanted to write, and I wanted, but I, don't, I couldn't remember it. It was like so much. But go ahead, you, you started okay. off. Well, okay, I would say uh, I don't know anything about filmmaking, and this is my first go around. But I would say, even though I don't know anything about filmmaking, it's important that you trust your gut. So when we were working on the script, we got fantastic feedback. But we also got some people that wanted us to change certain things because they didn't understand it or, you know, uh, uh, people with good intentions wanted to add to the script. They wanted to know about certain characters, more, more backstory about this person or, or, or and others. Um, so you have to trust your gut, trust your art and tell the story that you want to tell. Um, because at the end of the day, it's your script. Um, you I stole your answer. You stole my I'm answer. So stole sorry. Your so sorry. Sorry. Typed this word for word on his phone. <laughs> and she just did it just <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, but I would say that that is something that I have learned, and it's really important to me, especially since. And more than especially since this story is so personal like yeah. you know a lot of a lot of the things that Riley goes through are things that I go through um you know being with someone who has a mental illness there's it's it's not easy it's not easy and so you know when some people want more from a character or want you know a certain line change I'm like well you know I I I, I appreciate the feedback. I truly, truly do because it, people are coming with, with good intentions and open hearts and open minds and reading the script. But at the end of the day, it's it's our project. It's your story. Yeah, it's your story. Yeah, that's what I've learned. It's it's you got to write what you know, and it's 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 very important. Like when you know, going back to the question that you asked me, you know, this is the first real screenplay that I wrote because I would I have a ton of stories that have 10 pages, five pages, 20 pages. But this was the first script where I said to myself, okay, even though I wrote a shitty page, I'm going to keep going to the next page. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And then I kept telling myself, don't reread it. Don't read the pages you just wrote. Because if you do, you're going to get, you're going to fall in love with those pages and you're never going to get to the next page. So with nice to meet me, I wrote it. It sucked probably. And I just said, okay, let's go back and let's start all over. And I kept doing that process over and over again until finally I gave it to her. I gave it to everybody and they all came out and read it. And it was just fucking magical to see that come to life. But my, the, the one person, um, a friend of mine had to, always told me, write what you know. And I wrote what I knew and I, you know, I'm telling this story now. I didn't go to film school, like I said. You know, I watched good films, bad films, mediocre films and... That's my schooling. And, you know, this whole process of production, you know, this is me learning how to, you know, do what I'm supposed to do in my next film. 
You know, I'm, th these are the mistakes, and then my next project, I know exactly what to do next. So, um, you know, just go out there and make whatever you want to make because you only have one life, Yeah, you know? And I definitely feel you on that write what you know. Yeah. I tried to write something a long time ago, and it was going to be some crystal meth user, and everybody's looking at me like, what when the fuck did you try crystal meth? He's like, something you got to talk about? Yeah. And I'm like, actually, never. And they're like, well, you're not going to write something good if you've never dealt in that world. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So it changed it to alcohol. But <laughs> I was like, I know about that. Really alcohol and strip clubs. <laughs> now, Yanni, you have been in the industry. Um, so... With that experience, what are you bringing to the table, knowing what you know, like the behind the scenes of the way the industry is? Yeah. Um, oh, wow, that's a difficult question. Um, I think, I guess like my biggest thing is um, listening um, and knowing that it's not about you. Um, the only way that this, that the film is made is with a team and we are all signing up because of the story and that's who we need to serve is the story. And, you know, we need to leave our egos out and show up on set and listen to our director and our DP you know, like we can all um, have ideas and suggestions and, and that's great. Um, but at the end of the day, we're there to do our job. When I'm on set as Riley, I'm there to be Riley. I'm not there as the producer in that moment. If I'm stepping back and I see that something's a little off or I can come to Louie and be like, hey, we only have two hours left in this location. Like we need to speed up the shots or whatever. Like that's my job. And I would hope that I can say it to him in a way where he doesn't feel like, oh, Yanni's telling me that we I need to fucking hurry up, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. Same thing, you know, back and forth with the whole team, because when that happens and I've seen it before, then there's a lot of time wasted and then. Really, we, you know, you end up getting shots that you didn't even want or are not that great or don't feel good or, you know. So I just think it's a matter of, like, knowing that, you know, we are doing a low-budget film. So when we are there, we are there to work and to bring this story that Louie and Alina have written to life. And nothing else matters while we're there. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say that that's probably my biggest thing. Nice. That's good, too, because... Yeah. I come from, see I come from a background of edit sorry I scratched you I'm sorry I come from an editing I come from a background of editing so when we shot the trailer there were times where they were like okay when when do I start and then be like I'm done like I know exactly what I need what I what I need to get I don't need to spend you know five hours getting 40 shots for you know and you're like oh let's do this let's do that like no I'm, I know exactly what I need because I already have it edited in my mind so it's just like that like I know exactly what I want. So I think that's the other thing that I've learned. You know, speaking to the guy that uh, that's doing my DP work, you know, that was the other thing I needed to make sure. Since this is my first movie, I don't want someone to, you know, look at me like I'm down here and they're up here. Like, we are all here. Yeah. You know, so if she's got a good idea to bring to the table, I'm all for it. You know, I'm listening because we're all making art. You know, it's not just me telling you 
go do this, go do that. No, we're making art together. Um, so the ego stuff, it's like, take that out because we're a team. We're a fucking team and yeah. we're going to make something together and we're mm-hmm. going to have fun doing it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's all I need. I just need to have fun and I need to make sure that my DP is having fun with me. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it was like, I was scared to find somebody, but then I found them and I was like, well, look, we, that's it. We gel. We're good to go. Let's go. Yes. So I worked with some really terrible DPs in my time. One of them even disappeared with all the footage. Oh, yeah. Congrats. I was like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> but his name was Goof, so it probably should have been a red flag from the beginning. <laughs> Goof. Well, that was his nickname, but I was just like, damn, I probably should have read that. <laughs> um, all right. So flash forward. Film's completed. It's a sensation across the indie market. And somebody asks you, let's say it's Sundance. Louis, yes. what's your next project? Oh my god, that's a tough one. Yeah, there, there's a there's a couple. There's a there's 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 a few. Um, See the sun started shining. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Literal turn up. Should the heat. I like talk about them? I've got I got three ideas. You don't have to go too deep. Just top line. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one Give of them. Give them a taste. A little taste. taste. Just a little. A little taste. Quite <laughs> the palate. Okay, so I... Okay. I love Robert Rodriguez. I'm not a big fan of his movies, but I appreciate the hell out of the guy because I read his book and he was like, look, you can make a movie for 7500 bucks," And he, I watched it. It's fucking incredible for what he did. And, and you know, I, I really respect the guy. So I had an idea about a female... Um, Luchador and it's kind of like my Kill Bill kind of story and I don't have the big picture for it but <sighs> there's so many though <laughs> send me the script I'll read it she was like I got a mask yo hold on we have her Wrestling no. training starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, she was doing that, yeah. I, I have... My favorite movie is... I have a lot of favorite movies in the 80s. I got Back to the Future, Terminator, um, any Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I fucking of love. Course. It's like my hero. <laughs> um, I have... One of the first films I grew up loving was Night of the Living Dead. I'm like a fanatic on horror films so i i think that the next script that i've been working on even though i have that uh luchador girl story in mind i have uh this thing called killington lane and it's about a group of kids stranger things kind of like age who get sucked into a horror movie and they have to survive the length of the film and it's kind of like this homage to you know monster squad goonies Nice. Um, you know, all the Friday the 13th movies, you know, something in that line, which I've been working on. And it's, I mean, I would love to do that. Who knows? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I have, he just turned red. Yeah, Remember how we mentioned that before? Ideas, but I just don't know which one to work on next. That's okay. the thing. All right. The possibilities are Yeah, endless. they are. <laughs> um, all right. And now you are still currently looking for a new Louis. Right. Yes. All right. So do you want to talk about that? Maybe somebody in our audience is like, hey, wait a minute. I would like to try out. Yeah. So when I went into this, um, I wanted to make a, a whole, an all Hispanic cast. Um, just because this is my story. I'm Cuban. 
Um, and I don't think that we get enough love in the industry for these kind of movies. It's always this white guy who plays the character, white girl. Um, so this whole movie, I want it to be where it's just an all-Hispanic cast. Uh, and I need, I'm looking for a Hispanic Louis. I mean, that's, that's it, you know? I, I want a Hispanic Louis. Um, you, I know you're very heavy, you know, about the Like, you, you... Yeah, like, I'm... But, feet girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. Representation Go. is so important. Go. Representation matters. Representation matters. Yes. Like, it is so important to me um, that um, not only do we have Hispanics on screen, but behind the scenes, writers, directors, yes. producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Specifically, the character of Louie, I think it's a really complex role because you have someone who is very charismatic, very charming, but also is is suffering from depression. So they retreat in themselves a lot. Um, so there's vulnerability. There's you have to be able to have good comedic timing because it is a dramedy. Uh, so there are a lot of funny elements, but then there are a lot of really, really dark moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a wide range of emotions. It's really a really challenging role, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe some like boy band dance moves wouldn't hurt, you know, a little, <laughs> a little shuffle. Sure. Um, but I think it's a really complex role. So, you know... The Louis of my dreams, the movie Louis of my dreams, is someone that can really carry that kind of role. Funny, um, but also really dark, vulnerable. It's it's a whole ball of emotions. Um, so that is what we're looking for. So if you're out there, come find us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to give us some info on where they could maybe reach out to you if they're interested? Do you want headshots? Do you want? I think we're going to be doing that soon, right? Yeah, we're we're gonna be posting a casting. Um, if I mean, if someone who's listening, um, you know, misses the casting, I guess they could email us directly at nice to meet me film at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, just uh, send us a headshot. Tell us a little bit about yourself. If you want to do it in video format, it would be awesome. Um, and then you know, if if we connect, then we can yeah. send them the script or or send them a few sides so that they can. Um, do the scenes. Uh, if you're a local, it's also a plus because we are using a lot of like Jersey people up in this movie. <laughs> so yeah. um, our the band is local. I'm from Jersey. Louie and Alina are from Jersey. You're from Jersey. Um, and we're you on know, the Jersey so, podcast. So we're really <laughs> Jersey Grown podcast. Um, so you know, we really want to keep it. Uh, it doesn't have to be, but. You know, we we do appreciate like showing our people some love and like really putting real people into these movies who mm-hmm. can tell these stories. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. So if there's any actors listening right now, now is your time to shine, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're gonna do a five question speed round. Oh Each. All right. Cool. Honey, I'm gonna start right with there. you. I'm gonna get very right. All right. So. Here we go. Favorite film of all time? Ah, Cinema Paradisus. Favorite screenwriter? Ooh, pass. <laughs> Favorite director? Oh, pass. There's so many. I, I can't. <laughs> Biggest industry inspiration? Uh, person? Yep. 
Uh, Jennifer Lopez. All right. Favorite guilty pleasure content? Oh. oh, man, I really like, like, those fashion shows. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there you go. And best new show that you're watching right now? Ooh, new show? Um, it's uh, not new, but it's pretty new-ish. Um, really into Snowfall right now. Um, love fucking Atlanta and, uh, Queen Sugar, uh, yeah, I guess there was more than one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lena, you're up. Favorite film of all time? Oh, God. Uh, can I do a tie? Probably Shawshank Redemption, and I also love Singing in the Rain. Okay, nice. Uh, favorite screenwriter? Screenwriter. Quentin Tarantino. Favorite director? Probably Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Biggest industry inspiration? And I know you're new to the industry of sorts, so. Uh, uh, I just, I love Stephen Colbert. I love his okay. comedy so much. I think he's, like, super smart and charming. <laughs> oh, my God, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite guilty pleasure content? <sighs> Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, <laughs> so uh, do you force him to watch it? Do you get forced to watch it? There I is love no those. forcing. Uh, okay, so now we know your answer for that. <laughs> and best new show that you're watching? Uh, I love Pose on FX. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, an old coworker of mine is a writer on the show, Janet Mock. Mm-hmm. And she, it's uh, like the biggest um, trans cast. Uh, and it's, again, representation. And it's so great. Um, minority cast, trans cast. And it's just really, really fun and really well written and so heartfelt. Yes. All right, Louis, you're up. Okay. Favorite film of all time? Back to the Future. Favorite screenwriter? Quentin Tarantino. Favorite director? Steven Spielberg and Edgar Wright. Nice. Biggest industry inspiration or inspirations? Biggest industry inspiration? Yeah. I'm going to go with Robert Rodriguez with that book. Favorite guilty pleasure content? <laughs> Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, uh, uh, World of Dance. Um, hold on. I have a few. Ghost hunting shows. Um... Wait, I always said Bachelor, Bachelor, well, Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette. Yeah. Yes, because you oh, got to go. The whole Bachelor three. franchise, yes. really. We're oh, well, you're, we're like, you're into it, huh? We're like indie. <laughs> yeah. And best new show that you're watching now? Queer Eye. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the comeback on Netflix. On Netflix. Yes. Okay. It's incredible. All right. So good. Actually, it's so, good. so funny. I actually told one of my friends, I was like, would you be mad if I called Queer Eye on you? And he actually said, no, actually, uh, if I get a new place or, like, a new design, I was like, all right, cool. I'm putting you in the running. (laughs) Well, all right, guys, that will be all. Thank you again for doing this. I know it's been a month and a half in the making. And I do have to say thank you for having me involved in uh, getting this film off the ground. Um, I'm really excited to get this edited and get it out there. But before we go, we got to do the shameless plug. So who wants to take the reins on that one? Louis, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. All right. So let everybody know where they could find more on this film, how they could donate and contribute. And away we go. 
So if you would like to contribute and help and donate and make this movie happen, go to our GoFundMe page. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Nice to Meet Me Film. Uh, we could all, you could also go on our Nice to Meet Me Film page on Facebook. We also have an Instagram. Um, nice to Meet Me Film. Oh, we also have a website, nice to meet me film.com. Our GoFundMe isn't on there, which is something we need to work on. It will by the time this airs. Yes, <laughs> we have to put that on. Uh, and anything else? Uh, no, just come find us on social media. Um, check out our stuff. Let us know what you think. Give us some money. We love you so much. And if you can, just share. Share with someone um, who you think would connect with the story. Um, You know, check out all our pictures. We're really cute. Um, so if you like, if you like what we look like, send us some money too. <laughs> also, we have to do a quick shout out to, uh, hashtag I care. Yes. These are, uh, hashtag I care was founded, um, when Chester Bennington, I believe his name, uh, committed suicide. Um, Sean is the, uh, Sean Flynn is the, um, the head of, uh, hashtag I care. We reached out to him. He loves the idea of us partnering together. We're trying to figure out a way where we can have him involved in the movie some way. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to him because he's doing a great thing out there. So if you want to check him out, go to hashtag iCare.com, I believe. Sure. I, my phone's dead. Um, I mean, we can edit this. We, we, we link to them all the time so you can find out. It's just uh, it's a really great organization. They're providing resources um, for people who suffer from men- mental illness, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, really great community um, resources, dialogue, um, and Sean is just fantastic about constantly posting and reminding people just how important it is to talk about mental illness and reducing the stigma. Yes. So big shout out to him and, and we appreciate all of his support. Well, all right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have the director, writers, and producers of Nice to Meet Me. So make sure you go check it out. Like they said, spread the love. Uh, Make sure you get in front of people and get some people to donate. All right? This film needs to be made. It needs to be made. All right? So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. As always, this is Marco signing off from the Jersey Grown Podcast. Say peace out, everybody. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Jersey Grown podcast. Again, we we appreciate all the love for everybody who has been following, listening. Thank you over and over again. But be sure to tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, your whatever it is, your baby mamas, your side pieces. I don't care who it is. Make sure that you uh, put them onto the Jersey Grown podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and just a shit ton of other podcast players. Stay tuned for more episodes coming up next week. And we got some more coming from the Jersey Grown Beer Boys. Lots and lots of beers to review. So once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.